We have another live show for you guys. We're coming back to New York City because I'm back in town. We put something together for May 15th. We're back at Sesh Comedy. Show starts at 7.30. Doors open at 7 p.m. I'm so excited. We loved Sesh when we were there the last time. I'm pumped to be able to do another show back in New York so soon. So Wednesday, May 15th. For tickets, head to our website at findingmrheight.com slash live. That's findingmrheight.com slash live. You can get your tickets right there. That ticket link will be up as you are hearing this announcement. And the venue is BYOB. So if you want a drink, bring a drink. If you like a Diet Coke, bring a Diet Coke. And we're going to hang out afterwards. We can say hello to everybody. Hope to see you all there. See you there. So, but we actually dived, dove? Divin? It's not divin. It's definitely not divin. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we dove. It's we dove. We dove. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Rourke. Rourke, you're in my apartment. I am literally here with you on Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I am so happy to be here. It is a great week because I am seeing your face, and I am just fulfilled emotionally, physically, mentally. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> We've had, I feel like, a big week. Yes. Both together this weekend and then like before I even got here, and so we have a lot of updating to do. Lots to cover. I think the obvious place to start is the near literal phone throwing moment where I, I thought we, I thought your phone was going to have a cracked screen. Uh, yes. So Rourke, this week's phone throwing moment happened um, yesterday morning and Rourke was able to not see it because we were still in bed in separate rooms, but hear it go down in real time. What, what was that like for you before I tell the story? Yeah. So I was like worried because the noises coming out of your mouth were very i i literally was afraid to ask because i was like is it work is it family is it is it a boy like does she want me to ask if i should help with something like i just wasn't sure what you needed from me in that moment and so i was like afraid to say anything at all and so yeah i was just like i'm gonna let her like get these noises out and see where we're at (laughs) that was my plan yeah so when i was finally able to speak and i i truly everyone almost threw my phone through the window I'm not surprised. The, the this is this is insane. So isn't and then it isn't even something that I did. So I I woke up. We'd actually yeah. have been chatting a little bit already in the morning. I yeah, guess. we were like up and moving. Yeah, I like hadn't looked at my phone yet. I woke up. I looked at my phone, and I had a Facebook message from the chef. The chef. And if you're a new listener or an old listener who has forgotten, this is a man that has done a variety of asshole-ish things, including but not limited to lying to you about a trip to visit his ex, where he then sort of like ghosted you after like Mm -hmm. crazy inappropriate behavior. Yeah. His ex sent a Snapchat to me from his phone of them together while he was on this trip to Mexico that he had basically lied about. And he then proceeded to essentially break up with me via text message while on said trip to Mexico with his ex-girlfriend. That That's the headline, but you, there are many times I talk about him on previous episodes. This was five years ago. And, and then it dragged. I should also mention that after we broke up, because it's important for the story, mm-hmm. after we broke up, we for the next year, I would receive drunken Snapchat. It's actually the reason that I deleted my Snapchat. He is the reason. Drunken Snapchats, text messages of like varying levels of inappropriateness at all hours of the night, 
So gross. So gross. I asked him to stop so many times. Eventually, he's now married at the time, was engaged. I eventually had to say, like, if I get another one of these, I'm going to tell your fiance. And then I never heard Yeah, I mean, that's, like, I think your only viable solution at that point. Yeah. So that incident was four years ago. Cut to yesterday morning when I wake up to a message from him that says, Hey, I just wanted to say I'm sorry. I know that this is not the right time or place, if there ever is one, nor does it come close to the magnitude, but I want to start with just I'm sorry. And this message was sent at 11.22 p.m. on Friday night, Mm -hmm. and we had gone to bed like eight minutes prior to that. I'm actually very glad that we didn't see it that night because we had a very busy day Saturday and we would not have slept because we would have been figuring this out. Yeah, correct. So I wake up, I see this message. I'm first of all confused because I thought he didn't have a Facebook anymore. Mm. So I was I was confused. I could also see our message history, but like I, I could have sworn he didn't have a Facebook anymore from like years ago. And we're not friends. So my immediate thought was, did he find out about my account? Mm. Has he heard the podcast? Like, what is this coming from? Yeah, exactly. Like, what is the spirit of this? Like, why why are you apologizing? What is the realization you have come to? Right. Why now? Literally, why now? Literally, why now? So I sat on it. This was also, mind you, we got up very early. This was 6.30 in the morning. Yes. So (laughs) I sat on it for a while. Um, we actually went to brunch with Alana from seeing other people. Had a lovely time. Yes. And it was at that brunch where I decided to write back just that, why now? It says it all. And when I did that- Via Facebook Messenger. Via Facebook Messenger, it said message cannot be sent. So weird. So weird. And then when I went to click on his profile, it said content is not available. Now- you guys might be thinking what I was thinking, which is that perhaps he sent that message and then blocked me. But nay, nay, because we tested that. Luckily, Ali has a variety of excellent friends willing to run some insane drills <laughs> to figure out whether, like, what transpired here. So we're like, okay, are we in an area of, of low reception? Let's just text somebody. Now let's try, like, blocking and unblocking very quickly. Let's, like, <laughs> it was crazy. So many, but we couldn't recreate the thing that had that I was seeing. Yeah. Even when I was blocked by somebody. Like, we couldn't recreate this thing. So we're sitting there at lunch, and I said, you know what? I think I still have his number because, mm-hmm. I, I've discussed this before, I'm not a number deleter. And one of the reasons is because of him, because mm. I used to receive these drunken text messages, and he has a 973 area code. It's very generic. Like, yeah. A lot of people on the East Coast, or a lot of people you meet in New York have that one because it's New Jersey. Yes. So I wanted to know it was him mm-hmm. when he was texting me. And although it wasn't usually fairly clear. So I thought I still had it. So I pulled up, I typed in his first name. I did not have his first and last name saved. Mm-hmm. And I pulled up, I only had one entry that was just this first name. Mm. And it was a 973 area code. So we took a gamble. We took a gamble and we basically like ran the like, the worst case scenario is that it's not him and some random person with this name that I probably dated in the past or went on a date with gets a text from me that says, why now? And they're just a little confused and say, maybe you have the wrong number. You know, very low stakes if this goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So I did it. I sent it. And 
after brunch. It was like right after we left. It was it was crazy timing because obviously we were talking about this with Alana and we basically give her a hug goodbye, step out onto the street and a text comes through. Yes. And I will read said text message um, in part because it is very long. Yeah. Um, but basically, so like he tells a story about how he, somebody in his family has recently started AA and he's gone to some meetings and obviously in AA there's a big focus on amends. Mm-hmm. And this was something that had occurred to me when I got, as it did to you, when I got the text, like, I wonder if this is an AA thing. Right. Like, we were we were asking, is he maybe in therapy? Could it be AA? Like, is he going through a process where he's kind of trying to offer apologies? Right. And that is what it is, even though he's not the one going through the program. Um, so he said, it really made me think of all the people I've wronged, especially in the past five years where there were some pretty ugly moments in my life. Your name sticks out as someone I treated unfairly and selfishly when I was sober and then did further harm to while drinking. I appreciated the specificity of that apology because it doesn't blame it entirely on the drunken texts because although those were completely inappropriate and yes, further furthered the harm that he had done because yes. I, I was still hurting mm-hmm. when he was sending them. That wasn't the thing that he originally did that was shitty. Correct. It was, it's that, um, it reminds me of that graphic where the iceberg is like all the way like underwater. Mm -hmm. And it's like the part that you're seeing is the Snapchats. Everything else is like the real problem. Yes, exactly. Um, And so I did appreciate that. He then went on to say that he actually had been drinking when he sent that message the night before, but that basically... He just like hadn't had the courage to do it and he thought it was better to say something than nothing. Mm -hmm. We also found out because I wrote back, we found out that he had deactivated his Facebook profile and he didn't realize that that doesn't allow a message to come back. Yes. Okay. So the one drill we didn't run was like, try deactivating your Facebook. (laughs) I'm not sure if I have any friends that are quite that dedicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we might have hit a limit there. But so it sounds like he, and that's why I was correct. He doesn't have a Facebook anymore. Yeah. It sounds like he activated his Facebook to send that message. And then promptly re-deactivated. Right. Which like, dummy, obviously I can't send a message back to it. Whatever. The word deactivate should imply (laughs) you can't interact with it, but whatever. You don't have a Facebook anymore. That's what that means. But anyway, so I wrote back and I, I did thank him for the apology. You did. Um, and, but I did not absolve him of being shitty. Correct. I said, I, I agree. There were some pretty ugly moments. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate the apology. And that was that. Yeah. It, it, it was a wild day. Very. And I, I am glad because, so as we mentioned, we had a very busy day yeah. and we'll, you know, get into other stuff we did that day later, but I'm really glad that it got buttoned up. Me too. Me too. I think that that made it able – I think that allowed us to be able to really, like, enjoy the day and, you know, not to say how you did or didn't feel at the very end of it all, but that sort of initial, like, shook is at least, like, blunted. Yeah. Because when I thought that he had sent it and then blocked me, I'm like, this manipulative motherfucker. That that would have – I'm like struggling with the words to describe <laughs> the level of anger and fucked upness that that just that 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 would be so fucked upid. Yes, thank you. <laughs> but like, 
what he did was also just dumb, but like, yeah, dumb, but not manipulative. Right. But you know what? Impact matters more than intent. There we go. True. <laughs> um, but ultimately, I think I, I would say, I've been thinking a lot about how it makes me feel. And yeah. I think I feel vindicated, but also sad. I think you can hold both those things to be true for sure. Yeah. Like I knew objectively that what all of the different things that he did were completely fucked. Yeah. We didn't need his validation to know that his behavior was wrong. No, we did not. But I do appreciate that he knows. Mm -hmm. That's true. Because actually, and this was before all the drunken Snapchat stuff, but when he, when we broke up via text message, Mm -hmm. I told him that he had been like a shitty boyfriend to me Mm -hmm. and something that he said back to that. What I wish that I had saved these screenshots, honestly, because I I think it's really valid advice for a Mm. lot of people. Something he said back to me was that he had told me along the way that he wasn't being a good boyfriend. Oh, interesting. And it infuriated me because acknowledging you're being shitty doesn't absolve you of it. Correct. Right. And to I I should have cut it off much sooner. Like I should Relatable. Have, yeah. Like I, I should have seen that he was being a terrible boyfriend and mm-hmm. deciding that I deserved better than that. And I, I didn't do that. But that doesn't put it entirely on me. Correct. Completely. So I didn't I didn't know that he knew that mm-hmm. until yesterday. Yeah. And I at least appreciate for his own personal growth and his marriage because I assume he's still married. Yeah. I I think that's good for him. I think it is good too. And I, you know, obviously I don't think I I don't wish like active ill on this man. No. Um many of my friends do, but fair. <laughs> But I, I wasn't living like the day to day of it with you, so I understand why they uh, harbor that. But yeah, I get do the work that you need to do to have like the life that you want. And I'm glad he's in some way on that step. Like the stepping stones have begun. Yes, hopefully. Yeah. So, so that was my phone throwing moment. Incredible. Yeah. T- like wild. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have one this week though, right? No, I did not phone throw this week. I actually had a pretty good week. I had a really nice first date before coming to New York. I love that. I am I was really happy about it also. Like I want to be clear here too. Like something an, a story like you've told is that your most intense amazing first date turned into a very toxic relationship. Yes. Not causation, obviously, but related. And so I want to, this was not some sort of, I'm not like love struck. This was not some sort of like amazing home run first date, but like it was a good first date where I'm curious about him. I want to learn more. I absolutely want to see him again. And like, that's how I want to come away feeling. We just yeah. like had a really nice time. And what's, so what's funny is that he, we met, we connected on Hinge and as we've discussed, Hinge has been very dry for us. <laughs> not ideal. And so when I came across his profile, I really liked his profile. And I sent you a screenshot of it saying, can't wait to never hear from this man (laughs) because it's on Hinge. Like, can't, like, I'm going to send a message and just, like, never hear from him. Can't wait. And it wasn't a standout situation, right? He was, like, in your regular feed. Oh, yeah. No chance. In my regular queue, no shot. Absolutely not. Yeah, it was shifts in the (laughs) night. Anyway. I had actually sort of let myself forget about it. And so a couple days later, I matched with some guy with his name and sort of like didn't respond right away. <laughs> I 
because I just I was like, oh, like okay, like I'll deal with that later. And I was like, oh, whoops, okay, no, I will deal with that I right now. Deal with it immediately. <laughs> and so yeah, so as we've talked about on this podcast before, we love games, we love competitiveness. Like a lot of um, his profile talked about family running charades competitions and wow. how much he loves um, like learning new information and trivia facts and I like. It just really vibed with me. I love that. My family hates games, by the way. We're that unsure. Surprises yeah, me. we're unsure where I came from, but wow. I like very much need to marry into a family that likes games because mine doesn't. And it's Wow, sad. yeah. Oh, my parents are all about it. But we get it gets like a little ugly. My dad's like very intense. I, it probably would have got but we just don't. Yeah. The my mom likes to say that it's because um, she one time got banned from musical chairs at this vacation place that we went to every year. Oh, my God. Because she hip-checked someone to the floor. <laughs> that is so savage. Was, I love her play style. That's great. Highly physical. Anyway. <laughs> um, so we, we're going to call him. You'll shortly see why the new arrival. Okay. We get on the date and... He reveals that he has moved to LA three weeks ago. Ooh, I am like pissed because I have been burned recently by people who have come to LA for COVID escape, work from home, winter vibes. Right. Like not a permanent move. Exactly. I cannot tell you the number of first dates I've been on where they reveal that they're staying in an Airbnb and like don't know how long they're going to be there. Which is wild to me that- Unacceptable. They aren't telling you that until you're already on the date. It's it, that's wrong. It's a form of catfishing. Completely agree. Yeah, and it's like location catfishing. Yes. <laughs> so I, I'm immediately bracing myself for that second sentence, uh-huh. which is I'm here not for whatever. And no, he had actually just been quarantined with or like spending most of COVID with his family. Okay. And so he had been where he's from um, for like basically the entire year coming to LA to do a career change basically. And all of the sort of my like concerns went away. Yeah. And so at the beginning it was very red flaggy, which I did not. And so my anxiety was building at this point. And then, like I said, that went away. The, the job switch explained, like it it all got explained. Yeah. So also just fun fact, he very kindly made a reservation for dinner and even though I said my DMs are not open for dinner dates, <laughs> he happened to pick my favorite restaurant in LA, which, if you are a very original listener of this podcast, is the restaurant I dated the manager from. <laughs> yes. And the one that sent the gluten-free pastries when I went for brunch with a girlfriend. Yes. And so, of course, like, I can't – he also – the manager ended it with me. I don't have to not show up at his restaurant. No, like, no, no. Absolutely not. And we Thank discussed you. this when you even started dating him. Yes. That you can't lose that restaurant. Correct. I, inf- not. I informed him that I would, however this ended, I would be coming back to this restaurant. Yeah. I do see him out of the corner of my eye. And it was a very windy night. It was quite chilly. And so very, even though it was an earlier dinner, very rapidly, I asked our server to turn on the heat lamp. Uh-huh. And she said, absolutely. Let me get somebody for you who knows how to do that. And she calls out the manager's name and says, will you come do this lamp? And about a minute goes by, a different man arrives <laughs> to light the lamp. 
And I don't think it's a coincidence. Nope, he sent a proxy. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think I'm, you know, there were no gluten-free pastries. Let's just put it that way. Did you tell the new arrival about that situation? I didn't. I think yeah, that's I too much for a first date. Agreed. I think I might tell, you know, if we continue to date, I might tell him at a later date that a funny story about our first date. Yes. But, I like that idea. Yeah. But no need. Especially because he picked that restaurant. It's not like you decided that y'all should go to the restaurant where you had dated the manager. Exactly. And what's been happening to me also with these people who are new to LA, what I actually, what did not tip me off is that he didn't ask for help in this plan at all because it is not hard to find a fucking restaurant. It's so funny you say that. I actually said to him, so it was clear he wanted to continue the date after we had finished eating, Mm -hmm. but- I couldn't really think of a second location because I had a very early morning for my flight. So I didn't want to drink and neither of us, we talked about not really being sweets people. So I didn't want to just like get ice cream for the sake of getting ice cream. Like that didn't feel right. Yeah. And he apologized for kind of putting me on the spot to think of a next step. And I said, no, 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 that's totally fair. I have home field advantage. No problem. (laughs) And then I used the opportunity to say like, And thank you for being new to the area and like making this reservation and this plan. That was awesome of you. And he literally says to me, it's not that hard to make a plan. I just asked one person where we should go. Right. Thank you. It is not hard. (laughs) Exactly. It's not that hard. Yeah. So I loved that. Um, Anyway, the way I decided to sort of like wrap it up instead of finding – like I just felt very under pressure too. And so I just said, you know what? As I said, you know, I have this early flight. I should pack. How about we pick this up next week? I love that. Yes. And so we have a date planned for Tuesday. Exciting. Yeah. And you've been kind of texting like throughout this weekend. Yes. Um, He very like sweetly texted me sort of late on Friday afternoon um, asking about my flight and, you know, just like, you know, little check-ins, perfect amount of texting for me. It was great. Yeah. Um, well, I happened to be on a date while you were on that date. Yeah, it was actually very funny. I texted you a bunch of stuff while you were on yours. And I think we literally must have like ended and started in the exact same moment because I then went dark and you came live. <laughs> and so it was very funny to like see our text timing. Yeah, mine was not quite as solidly good. Mm-hmm. It was good. Good, not great. Mm-hmm. Maybe even Maybe even fine, not good. What's the difference between fine and good? Fine is just fine. Okay. But good is like good is better than fine. Good is definitely better than fine. Okay. Like, I agree with that. Like think about it if you're like eating and I'm mm. like, how is it? And you said it's fine versus if you said it's good. That's a that's that's a yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a different review. Yeah. So and it was interesting because it started out good. Mm-hmm. Conversation was flowing. He's super interesting. Like I'm really interested in what he does for work and his interests and He's very interesting. We call him Love the, that. Yeah. We call him the scuba diver, just for people who have watched the Instagram stories, because he has a reference to scuba diving in his profile. He's a very a, scary hobby. I have zero interest in scuba diving. Me too. Absolutely zero. I don't even like snorkeling, to be it honest. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm not a very strong swimmer. Oh, interesting. I'm okay. not a bad swimmer. Yeah. But it's just not a strength of mine, mm-hmm. nor something I particularly enjoy. Yeah. So anyway, we have... For the listeners, we're now surrounded by my cat. Yeah. They, all of a sudden, they've decided that they really this want involvement. Really interesting for them. One of which, this is actually, it has been kind of afraid of me. And this is the closest that he's come, I think. Yeah. Got to be on camera. He's a star. Yeah. Anyway. So 
it started out, you know, the we went to a beer garden in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and it started out really good. The the conversation was flowing. Like I said, he was super interesting. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if I was attracted to him yet, mm-hmm. but the fuck the spark. Yeah. Like the spark is overrated. So, you know, it, I wasn't too worried about that. The yeah. conversation was good. And we got a second beer and somewhere at the start of that – oh, also funny interjection. While he was getting that second beer, we changed locations to a better table that was mm. like in the sun. So while he was getting the second beer, a guy who was in a group next to me thought I was by myself <gasps> and like asked if I wanted to join his group. Oh, man. Yeah. And that has literally never happened to me. That's very flattering. And I mean, could have could have been great. Could have been great. I mean, obviously, spoiler alert, I did not do that. Right. Of oh, course. Cool. It's yeah. Just never happened before. No, that's very nice. So somewhere at the start of that second beer, I got A, very tired, mm. but not just physically, but also mentally mm. by the conversation. And I just didn't want to be in it anymore. That's so interesting. Like, I wonder what switched. I I think it was – I think it was social fatigue. Mm, that's fair. A lot of people are talking about that right now. Yeah. I, I I think that it's it was very much just I'm not used to sustained small talk. Yeah. With somebody. And and it was like a little bit on the later side on a weeknight and I'd had a drink. So like I think – We're a little snoozy. Yeah. Like I just think it was just a, you know, a perfect storm. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, the beginning was great. So I think I I want to go out with him again. Yeah. Just because, you know, again, as you'll hear later in this podcast, go on the second date, just like make that the default. However, so he then, he walked me to the subway. He lived in that area. Mm -hmm. We had like talked about how I don't, I like that area and I don't spend as much time there as I want to. So we went there. He walked me to the subway Mm -hmm. and I could tell when we said goodbye that he wanted to kiss me goodbye. Okay. Okay. And I very, Did you like, was there like a weave and a bob? Like how? There was a pause. We were talking on the street like yeah. before I was going to go down and there was just that like pregnant pause, I think they call it. Yes, absolutely. And I then initiated a hug mm-hmm. where I, and I've given this advice before where I, on the pod, or not on the pod, but on my account where I very clearly went to the side. Yeah. And he kind of kissed me on the cheek quickly. Yeah. I think, and so let me back up. Before that happened, yeah. he had said, I had a really great time. I'd love mm. to see you again. You know, I know you have a friend coming in town this weekend, but maybe we could do Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I had said yes. Yeah. And then that interaction happened. And mm-hmm. I, I'm i wondering now if my – not that I like – I didn't kiss him per se, but I'm, I'm wondering if he got a I'm not that into this vibe from me. Gotcha. So then is do you think his thought process is potentially – she was just saying, like, yeah, let's to be nice. And then the real signal was the hug. Yeah. Which, to be fair to him, I have done before. Yeah. And I know 100%. a lot of people have. Yeah. And a lot of that sometimes is because I, I'm a little nervous about how somebody might respond to that no. Absolutely. In person? I don't think you owe somebody an in-person second date rejection. I, I don't think so either. Mostly because in in my case, they're almost always a stranger. Yeah. And, and – I just – you just don't know how someone's going to react and that can feel unsafe. Totally. And we, of course, like assume the best, but, you know, why, 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 why? Yeah. Don't bother. Exactly. So <clears throat> anyway, so I wonder about that because then he asked me to let him know when I got home safe mm-hmm. 
And I did. It did take me a while to get home though. So he he could have very easily have been asleep by the yeah. time I sent it. And in the morning, so I just said home smiley face. In the morning, he said, like, good, I'm glad. Thanks for a fun night. So no follow-up on the Monday or Tuesday hang? No. And has there been anything this weekend? No. Okay, I didn't think so. And I said you too. Yeah. I wrote back. But there's been no follow-up about, you know, tomorrow. Yeah. Which I'm not even free, but he doesn't know that. Yeah. And I think think that he got a signal that I'm not interested. Gotcha. And so then – you know, we talk a lot about being authentic and if if you want to send the text, send the text. So is, does any part of you want to initiate a second date or like re-up this conversation? No. Okay. And, but it's not because I want him to. Gotcha. It's because I don't actually, like I was going to go from a place of go on the second date. You never know. Mm -hmm. Try it. Yeah. I think that if I reach out and ask him out again, that he will get the wrong idea about my level of interest. Gotcha. So it's almost like you would be overcompensating. Yeah. And almost then giving him the wrong – it's like he has the wrong message almost either way. We're like right now he thinks you're zero interested and then the alternative is like really interested. Right. And there's nothing wrong with being really interested. Of course not. But it should be how you actually feel. Yes. So it's not that I think that like him thinking, you know, it's oh, it's desperate to be really interested. It is no, no, not no. that. It is that that is not how I feel. Mm-hmm. And I think I'll almost be leading him on in a sense if I like to actively, just see. Right. If yeah. I actively pursue this second date and like kind of like flout gender roles Mm -hmm. to do that which I like we've said I'm totally comfortable doing I do it all the time but it sends a message yes it does I agree and I don't think that's a message I want to send totally fair so if I don't hear from him I won't go out with him again all right well the scuba diver dives no more (laughs) I hope he'll he'll get to go yes I just have no interest there will be no couple trips to scuba diving fuck that I am happy to lay on the beach in Belize while he's scuba diving. Oh, done. That's a dynamic I can get behind. Yes. Or like on a boat. I would, I would love oh, to be tanning love on a boat yacht. Life. Yes. While he scuba dives off the side. That, yeah. is, that is a life I can get behind. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was my first date of the week. Great. Well, I love, I love that we're like going on first dates at the same time. I it's think that's fun. Great. So fun. <laughs> I, I don't know. Do you have any scheduled for next week? Well, I just, so I only have the second date because then um, I am going to Palm Springs for Memorial Day. That's right. And I'm also going out of town for Memorial Day. So I, it's a very short week. Yeah. I am unlikely to have any dates this week. Um, also because I'm not speaking to anybody who might ask me on one. <laughs> key, key fact. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I am. Ex- I am excited to be like back in the swing of going on first dates. Yeah, that's awesome. Did it feel any different to go out with a scuba diver as compared to the Music Man, just in terms of your own like readiness in like and sort of your mental state? It did, and I actually think it triple confirmed, as if I needed confirming, that my not being into the Music Man had was maybe slightly to do with not being used to being on a first date, Mm -hmm. but mostly to do with him as a person. That is good. um, That's a good like gut check. Yeah. Because I was able to, you know, connect with this scuba diver guy on a variety of things that the music man and I just, just didn't have as much meat to our conversation. Yeah. Then I arrived. Then you arrived. (laughs) And now here we are. I mean, how do we even begin talking about our weekend? We had a wonderful, um, 
we had a wonderful dinner on Friday. We did, we're going legit folks. We had a professional photo shoot on Saturday with a friend of Allie's who's an incredibly talented photographer. And we will, we're, I mean, we're going to put his branding all over everything, but like we hope you guys might have a chance to reach out to him in some way. So we're going to put his stuff everywhere. Yes. His name is Brandon Harrison. He's at BLH studio on Instagram. Again, like Rourke said, um, we will put his stuff everywhere. Um, he also has a website that I don't know off the top of my head, but we will put it in the show notes and we will link it. Um, he is incredible. He went to art school with a friend of mine. And so I've known him for a while mm-hmm. and I knew he was super talented, but obviously he's never taken my photo. Right. Because, well, I'm sure he's taken an iPhone photo of me, but sure. Never in this context. Yes. Um, and it was so fun. It was so fun. And also like, it was just funny too, to be silly and also like, remind yourselves that, you know, we joke about like, you're not that important. You know, there were so many like runners and joggers and we're like walking and laughing and holding prop coffee cups with dresses on and just like not giving an F. Like it was really, it was like fun to be silly in that way. It was really fun. I will, I will say that they were not prop coffee cups. They had coffee or mine had coffee in that. True. I, I, I was sweating too much. So I had to (laughs) stop drinking hot coffee. It was warm. It was really warm, but it was so fun. We did it in Prospect Park. It was beautiful. Yes, it was great. Super excited for you guys. I'm, I'm excited for us to see them. I, yeah, I'm very excited. We've only seen them like through, you know, his little viewfinder, whatever, on his camera. Um, I think that's the professional. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm just excited that we took advantage also of like being in person together. And now we'll sort of like have that because I think that that's been lacking. Yes. Just like photos together. Agreed. <laughs> In in addition to the fact that we also got some solo photos that I think we'll get some great dating app use. Uh, yeah. Coming to a Hinge profile near you. Yes. Maybe now I'll get messages back. There we go. Um, you'll show up on um, – you did get a couple roses though. Sadly, not I of did. interest. Not of, not of interest. I've now received two roses in my lifetime. Yeah, um, neither, neither of whom – also one of them. Um, I found out that one of my followers used to date him and she recognized him with just his forehead because I had put his emo- an emoji over like his entire face practically, yeah. which is Which impressive. means she must also recognize the background of the photo. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But that's wild. Yeah. Just crazy. Um, so yes, two roses, no, no matches. Interest. Yeah, no interest. Anyway, so yes, we had a great time with a photo shoot. We um, had brunch with Alana from Seeing Other People. She is fabulous and everyone needs to listen to her work and then we had your housewarming party yeah which was black tie optional aka and required yes <laughs> it, it, except one person optioned out that well, is true not everybody was in black tie like only one guy was in a true tux that's true he crushed it in that yeah tux. he was he really um he committed to the theme yeah and he and his girlfriend live like uptown manhattan like it probably took them two hours to get here or close to it's it it's really nice of them and i i feel that it's because he wanted to wear the tux <laughs> yeah he just was like i need to get the mileage out of this outfit we are going yeah no i'm kidding they're good friends of mine but yeah it was super fun it was also cool for you to meet all the people in my life that i talk about so much yes and i've had sort of glancing interactions with them with some of them when i like worked with you and we would go to like like I would attend like a big event yeah. or something like that. But um, this is my first time like really getting to know them and spend time with them. And I mean, they're just lovely. Like I had the best time and I, you know, obviously talked to you plenty, but like they made me feel so comfortable to just like go talk one-on-one over here with this person. And like, we talked about Bravo shows and then we talked about pets and then we talked about architecture. It was, it was just lovely. 
Yeah, it was. I'm happy you feel that way. Yeah. Because as as previously noted on the pod, we are apparently a very welcoming group. We're great with your friends. Let us meet your friends, please. <laughs> Is that was that it? Rourke was looking directly at yeah. camera when she said that, as if it was a it was just like a plea to future yes. men. <laughs> well, th- this is what's so funny about doing this in person, where I'm looking at you and engaging with you, but then doing like a Jim Halpert to the <laughs> to our recording, where like you'll say you said something like about the chef, and I like derp faced to the camera <laughs> as if like anyone was gonna get that. <laughs> well, maybe now we'll use it as a video clip. Yeah, but yeah, we're just having the best time, and um, it's our last evening. We're gonna go to an outdoor spot for a. Farewell beverage, and then tomorrow morning I'm out. It'll be very sad. Yeah. And I've just realized, actually, as you said that, that we had Mexican brunch delivered, and it, this place is Mexican. I mean, I who doesn't like Mexican food? Yeah, but all you're the time. from the place where it's good, and I've now give, I'm giving you two New York versions. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I'm here for I'm here for the company. Fair. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. But I, I feel like we've lived many lives in the last two days. I am both... Like, so full of energy and so tired. <laughs> I feel that. Very relatable. Yeah. So I've been talking a bunch about how I'm trying to order in less. And part of that is that I'm cooking at home more. But when I don't have time to cook, which is more often than not, I have really could still been loving Factors meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah. And they have so many options, too. Every week their menu, they have 35 options that you can pick from. So you can find whatever it is that you're looking for. It's so easy. It's no fuss and no mess. It's so great. And I've also been really enjoying their add-ons that they have. So they have breakfast, they have on-the-go lunches if you don't work from home. I've been ordering their snacks recently to have like a little pick-me-up in the afternoon. And I've really been enjoying that. Yeah. And they also are celebrating Earth Day all month. You can look for their Earth Month Eats badge on their menu. And that will be meals that have the lowest carbon footprint. So shout out to Factor for that one. That's pretty cool. So you can head to factormeals.com slash FMH50 and use code FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code FMH50 at factormeals.com slash FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. So Rourke, I'm excited to do another grab bag episode with you. Me too. I like the rapid fire questions. It feels really fun. Yeah. And since we're in person, I feel like we can be even more rapid fire. Yeah. I think it's going to get like a little chaotic, but I'm definitely (laughs) here for it. I also, we should own up to the fact that we selected this topic so that we wouldn't have to do as much prep while you were here in town. And I think we made the right call. I was going to say, I think we accurately predicted our bandwidth on this day. (laughs) Yes, we did. Yes, we did. So before we do that though, we need to do weird or not. Okay. And I am excited about this one because I pre-selected it based on what happened to me this week. It makes it, it it's only natural that we get the people's reaction to how they would have responded in your shoes. Yes. So this week's weird or not nah is they text you to apologize five years later. This has to be considered weird. Unless somebody really feels like they want an apology at that late date, this is weird because at that point, you've got to have just everybody's hopefully moved on. And so I think that this is going to be quite, I think people are going to think this is pretty weird. I'm going to say um, 75 weird, 25 nah. Oh, this is the closest you've been. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> I will take it. It was 70 weird, 30 nah. Okay. I will totally take that. Yes. And you, you are right that. 
I would say 100% of the people who said it was weird said exactly that. They're like, five years, that's too long. Why? We're over it. Cool, cool, cool. Why now? You might say. Why now? <laughs> you might say why now. And the the nah camp was very much they're they're the more they're they're I would say they're the more emotionally evolved camp. Okay. Um, perhaps because they acknowledged that perhaps something had happened in this person's life mm. to prompt them to be self-reflective and apologize that much later. Fair enough. And honestly, that's kind of like what happened. That is kind of what happened. Uh, yeah. My favorite entry is, spoiler alert, somebody I know in real life who said, weird if they're doing it drunk after going to AA with their brother to make amends with people they wronged. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that reads a little specific. <laughs> it's a little specific, but I kind of I tend to agree. Oh, that's super funny. So you're right. Most people were agreeing with us. They thought it was weird. And, and thus it is. <laughs> and thus, and so it is. Fourth wall break, Rourke here. You guys will hear in this episode a mention of Logan Yuri or something we talked about with Logan. And that's because we had the pleasure of recording an amazing episode with the author of How Not to Die Alone, Logan Yuri. Unfortunately, there were some technical difficulties, which means that we are releasing it later than we anticipated. And so we apologize for referencing something that you guys have not heard, but you will, and it'll be amazing. All right, let's get into these grab bag questions. I'm really excited to do this again. I think it was fun last time and we got to cover a lot of ground. Same. Um, I'll go first. How do you shoot your shot IRL outside of social media and apps? Got his number by chance. Oh, getting his number by chance. That sort of makes it sound like she already did shoot her shot. Oh, interesting. Oh, no. She like got his number and wants to text and say like, yeah. hi, I'm uh-huh. okay. That's how I understand it. I understand it. it now. So I think that she probably should explain how she came to get this number. Yeah. That part we need clarification on. Like you can DM us. Yeah. Like, do you, does he know that? Because I think you're right. And also, is he going to immediately know who she is? Right. So she might have to like explain contextualize herself a little bit and i also think to shoot your shot after getting a phone number like kind of out of the blue you might have to be a little bit more of the planner and so like he's not going to be like wow you got my number like let me plan a date for us (laughs) like that's not what's going to work so i think you're going to need to be like a little bit directive and ask for what you want here if that's to go on a date yeah i agree okay now it is my turn how do you find someone you're physically compatible with without just sleeping with them too soon? Ooh, great question. Because I I am a – this is one of the reasons, and as we get into a post-COVID world, it becomes mm. more of a possibility. Mm-hmm. I am a big fan of drinks dates at a bar, like seated at a bar, or a coffee date seated next to each other yes. for this reason. Because I think establishing physical contact and thus like physical intimacy Mm -hmm. early can help you gauge that. I totally agree. You want that like casual touching that like just comes from like physical closeness of like bar seats. Yes, exactly. And a good makeout at some point. Of course. Yeah. That, I mean, I I think you, I tend to know if I have chemistry with somebody before sex. Yes. There have been very few times when I have been surprised by terrible sex. Like, and the first time can be awkward. Of course. But, like, there have been very few times when I've been, like, 
oh, this person and I do not have sexual chemistry when I thought based on our physical interactions up till now that we would. Right. Totally agree. Me now. How long to wait before we have the what are we convo? That is up to you, frankly. Yes. And we say we do not have a what are we conversation. We have a this is what I want to be conversation. Yes. And so you should have that when you feel ready to say that to the person that you're dating. What I have been recently trying to sort out for myself is in conversations like that, I want to make sure that I am saying it because I'm ready to say it, not because I'm driven by anxiety of wanting mm. to know what the other person thinks. Yep. And so make sure like you really do feel this way and it's genuine and this is a step you want to take, that it's not just sort of like quelling a an anxiety urge. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. And I have definitely done it Same. to quell an anxiety urge in the past and it hasn't usually led to good things. No, definitely not. And now I am going to ask you... Your thoughts on profiles with no bio. I instantly swipe left, but I wonder if that's too harsh. I think it is a little too harsh. I think so too. I I don't think that this is – so a lot of people will say, oh, it means they're lazy. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that they didn't put that much effort into their profile. Obviously, we can do better. Objectively, yes. Yeah, objectively, yes. <laughs> but I like to – if I like what's going on in the photos, especially mm-hmm. if the photos show some personality. Yes. He's doing something he likes, you know. If it's five selfies, no bio. Hard left. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I think then that's when you give them a chance to be interesting and invested in a conversation. Yep. I think I totally agree. Where did the name Rourke come from? I am named after a character in my dad's favorite book. Oh, what book is that? The Fountainhead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. (laughs) That was an easy one. Okay, this is much less of a softball than the one you just gave me. Great. How do you know if you're settling for the wrong person or you just have unreasonable standards? This is truly unfair. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, but we actually dived. Dove? Divin? It's not Divin. It's definitely not Divin. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, we dove. It's we dove. We dove. <laughs> I can't oh my god! Did you just try to modify it like fly, lay, lane? <laughs> like <laughs> okay, we will we will recover from this. I, will we though? Um, so we actually dove into this pretty deeply on our episode five, the needy one, mm-hmm. where we talked about Lindsay from Summer House and yes. how she has incredibly high and, in our opinion, rather unreasonable in some cases standards. What we talked about is is that you can have whatever standards you want. You just need to accept what's going – the consequences of that that very few people are going to fit within those standards. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think like if you have the feeling that you are settling, that is not a feeling that you want to have. So I would maybe dig into that. Mm-hmm. I guess you don't want to like convince yourself out of feeling like you're settling is what I'm saying. Yes, I totally agree. Okay, my turn. Why is the what are you looking for question bad? I don't like the what are you looking for question because I don't think it actually generates valuable information. And I think that it's because it puts me on the spot to say that, like, I want something with you. Mm. And I may or may not, you know, we're going to see, we're going to date each other and find out if what I'm looking for is you. 
I am dating with the intention of finding a relationship. However, like that might not be you. I might hate you. And so to say like, I'm looking for a boyfriend makes it seem like I'm like, that like he's potentially the ex on the treasure map. And like, you know, we still got to go through this. So like my answer to that is always like, cause you can't control if somebody asks it to you. Right? right. So like I say I'm abstract. I'm abstractly looking for a relationship that may or may not be with you. I also think that this is similar to the why I don't like what are we conversation Mm -hmm. because it is putting it on the other person to provide you with an answer that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And so I'm not saying that you have to like be right out there and say, you know, I am abstractly looking for a relationship. How about you? Like, I don't think you need to do that, but that's one of the reasons I don't love that question. All right. This one is interesting. Your thoughts on seeking casual flings until you find a guy you actually want to date. So I think this depends a lot on what your sort of emotional availability will be for that person that you're looking to date if you are involved in casual flings. Yes. Because for me, I am unable to maintain an emotional detachment to somebody that I'm sleeping with. It's just not... I'm not able to do that. So I don't have the emotional bandwidth for somebody else Mm -hmm. at that time. And therefore a casual fling would kind of preclude me from opening myself up to somebody else. Yeah. This is going to sound crazy that I actually learned something valuable about relationships from The Bachelor. (laughs) But I remember on a reunion, a couple had broken up from Bachelor in Paradise. And one of the reasons why was because he was like had – sort of a friend he actually had a friendship with an ex but um or he wasn't over her something like that and the way the girl described being in a relationship with him was his um his like heart real estate was too taken up by like someone else interesting and there wasn't enough like room to grow a relationship with her who was that I actually think this was Jared and Ashley, which funnily enough, obviously they ended up together. Really? So like the his heart real estate was taken up by Ashley. He had paired off with somebody else. For oh. a little bit. Oh, I And so that, that girl, I think, sort of saw the writing on the wall, which mm. became obviously many years. Anyway, so, like, I think that's very possible, right? That, like, yeah. these flings could, like, take up that heart real estate. And I think it's about asking yourself, do my behaviors align with my dating goals? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Here's a good one. Is it pessimistic to feel I've exhausted the dating pool in my area, or is that possibly true? That's a great question. I can't answer that without knowing your area. If this girl lives in, or I'm assuming it's a woman. It is. Um, if she lives in a very small town, that is entirely possible, frankly. If you live in New York, I'm going to say no. <laughs> um, and so this is very context dependent. And I do think, again, this is where you get into questions of, like what I just said, are your choices aligning with your goals? If your goal is to find a boyfriend, but you're filtering your pool in maybe a already smaller pool down further, maybe you like have to kind of reality reality test some of that stuff. Like, is it really necessary that I date somebody who is X or Y and expand your search radius a little? Yeah. Well, and we also talked about this with Logan last week where yes. if – A priority for you is finding a partner, finding a relationship, and the place that you live in is not facilitating that. Maybe it's because it's a teeny tiny town, or maybe it's because the types of people who live in the place you live are Mm. not the types Mm -hmm. of people that you want to date. 
we move for so many reasons, career, school, you know, friends, you know, having friends in a city, et cetera. And for whatever reason, it's frowned upon to move because you want to meet a partner, but I don't understand why it would be. Yeah. And it's funny because I can, just as we talked about with Logan, I can totally under, like, I agree with that. And yet in my, like, I have my own, you know, personal hangups with this. Yeah. My boss actually, one of my two bosses actually told me that she moved, I forget where she was living before. It might've been here. Mm -hmm. She moved to San Francisco to like reset her dating pool. The odds are good there. So I've heard. Um, there was actually odd. there was actually like a matchmaking service, and I don't know if it still exists, but they were basically matching New York women with San Francisco men. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, that's and like smart. flying people out. This was like a oh, few years ago. Hell yeah, yeah. In any case, my boss did that. She moved to San Francisco, and then basically like started going to bars by herself, like going like meeting new friends, really her. immersing herself. Yeah, and she met her now husband. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Take a take a chance on love, guys. Yeah. Okay, Ali, now I do have a real softball one for you. Great, thank you. What do you love about hosting the pod together? This is also me just fishing for compliments. Oh. <laughs> I There are so many things that I love about hosting the pod with you. Totally same. Um, I think we've, we've talked about this a lot, mm-hmm. that we are both – first of all, I could never fucking do this alone. So, <laughs> I mean, say, I, I'm nothing without you. I, <laughs> same. <laughs> um, but, like, I also think that we – both have such a similar approach to mm-hmm. it. Not not just in terms of our opinions on stuff, because we don't agree on everything, but yeah. just in terms of our seriousness about it, how much time we want to dedicate to it, you know, the sort of standards that we hold ourselves to. Like, I think that that's kind of rare. I very much agree. Especially in a more creative space. Yes. My answer to that is obviously complete agreement. And also just like, I... I love what it's done for like a friendship that like it's changed my life to like have this with you and deepen a friendship in such an important way where like I, I, it's just wonderful. I totally agree. Okay. Cheesy time over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, this calls back to what we talked about with Logan too. Can the spark be felt eventually as you go on more dates? hundred percent. Like no question. Yeah, absolutely. And actually I got, when I posted, um, before we aired the podcast with Logan was when I was deciding that I was going to go on a second date with the scuba diver. Mm -hmm. And if he asked me out and I got so many DMS from that story of women who had given people second or third or fourth chances and are now really happy in relationships with them. Yeah. I mean, that's, it, it makes perfect sense to me. Like People say like familiarity breeds contempt, but that's literally not proven. I will try to look this up later so that we can like cite something. But in the, I took like a bunch of social site classes in college and something that we learned about is that actually proximity to somebody increases their attractiveness to you. Being more familiar with someone and being around them Mm -hmm. actually breeds that intimacy. Love that. Yeah. Like absence makes the heart grow fonder. Not true psychologically. Ooh, very interesting. I think this is a good one. Getting set up for my first blind date. Ooh. Any advice? The meeting will be a mutual friend's barbecue. I love a blind date. Me too. And I, I also love that this person's friends have set them up yes. on this blind date. I think everyone needs to be like really open to this. Like I pretty boldly say like to people, do you know anyone in LA? Do they happen to be single and a man? <laughs> Great. Absolutely. Actually... I've been meaning to do a series on this because mm-hmm. what I did that got me on several blind dates a while back 
then I'll actually answer your question. Thank you. Was I sent an email out to like 20 people. I forget how many people. And I asked them to think about, because my assumption is, is that if anybody in my close circle knew someone that they thought I would like. They're not gatekeeping them. Right. I would already (laughs) know. So that was, I went in with that assumption. I said that in the email. And then I said, however, I want you to think about your friend with whom you have the least overlap. So like Mm. maybe that's a coworker. Maybe that's somebody where you don't know their friends. Got it. And and I sent them like a little bulleted list of like a couple things about me and a couple things about what I was looking for. And I said, show this and my picture attached Mm -hmm. to that person and ask if they can think of anyone. Amazing. That is so cool. I sh- I should do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a series on it because it worked really well. I yeah. went on I think four blind dates. Obviously, none of them worked out. But like, yeah. those are people that I would never have crossed paths with if I had just asked my friends, "Hey, do you know anyone?" Because they didn't know those people. Yeah. Okay, that's genius. I'm so happy I asked that question. But you still have not quite oh, answered yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, any advice for this date? Yes. Um. So I would try to go into it with no greater expectation Mm -hmm. than somebody that you're meeting off an app, let's say. Yes. Because I think there can be a tendency, and I have felt this when I've been set up, there can be a tendency to feel like, oh, extra excited because somebody thought you were going to like this person. Mm -hmm. And that can put some undue pressure on the situation. Um, And it sounds like it's a group hang, so it's super casual. I would also – something I always ask when somebody says – I want to set you up. I always want to be very clear on what that means because I think what can be bad here is an inequality of information. Yeah. Has only she been told like, hey, this guy's coming. I think you might be into him. Or do they both know that they are kind of being yeah. shepherded towards each other? Yes. That is very important about how you approach it. And I also think, have has it been clear that you're both looking for the same thing? Oh, that's, that's a good question too. Although we don't want to say what you're looking for. Right. <laughs> but- you know, our, I, I would hope that, you know, my friends know I'm looking for a serious relationship. I would mm-hmm. hope they would not set me up with someone that they know is looking for a hookup. Mm-hmm. But I, I would still want to be clear. Yeah. Oh, here's one. Mm-hmm. How long have you been on dating apps and have you had a relationship come from them? I have been on and off of dating apps, obviously, with like the ebbs and flows of relationships, A, and then B, like when things have been like of different focus, right? When like I was like in my absolute depths with school, like I just, you know, put that stuff on the back burner. But on and off for probably like seven years, I want to say. I think that kind of checks out. I actually have never had a true like boyfriend, girlfriend established relationship from a dating app. Really? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. It's been all people like I've met in the wild. I've had a lot of very valuable shorter relationships where I learned a ton about like how to set boundaries, what I'm looking for, like how to handle heart, like disappointment. And you know, so like, I, I, I don't want to make it seem like I don't believe in it. So yeah. Yeah. I, as we previously discussed, I yeah. have been on dating apps since um, high school. <laughs> Wild. In the sense that, well, first of all, there was this one called eCrush that was like legitimately, I mean, it was a website because apps didn't exist, yeah. but it was legitimately a dating website. But I also like used MySpace as a dating website. I used like AOL chat rooms. But I have met several of my serious boyfriends on dating apps. So I, yeah, I support them. Yeah, we stand, guys. Mm -hmm. Okay, Allie, we've talked about your exes not having any social media at all. But what if a guy has not great stuff on his social media? Is this a deal breaker? What is not great stuff? 
That's a good question. I, that phrase is so broad. Yeah. I, I don't want to project any assumptions onto this, but it, it sounds like it should be based on the fact that they are asking this question. Right. It's If it's raising to the level of bothering you so much that you're like asking this of us, I think that it's probably not good. And people are going to have different def- definitions, obviously, of what not great stuff is. And yeah. so, yeah, I think listen to your gut here. Yeah. I, where my head immediately jumped was that it was stuff that doesn't align with their values. Yes. With this person's values. Yes. Versus, you know, I, it could be, it could also be like pictures with their ex or like, but that's not what the question sounds like. I Yeah. I don't get that vibe either. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one that resonates with me. Is it possible for your ex to regret breaking up with you, but still choose not to be with you? Yes. I, I th- a strong yes. Where I think you are allowed to be like sad and know something is right at the same time. Yeah. But this is a little different. This is regret. Like I wish I hadn't, but I also don't want to currently be with you. I mean, that's weird, but I stand by my yes. I, I think yes, too. I mean, frankly, so like, okay, now that you said that, that actually makes me feel like a little bit like that's a rude thing to say. This is a strange thing to say to someone in that you're basically saying like, I want the credit for saying to you, I regret this and like, look how much I like you, but also like, gosh, like I just couldn't do this with you. Can't do it. So that you hit exactly on where my head immediately went when yeah. I read that, which is how do we know they regret breaking up with you? Correct. Because if it is just that phrase, like you just saying it, no, like that, that part is what gave me pause of, did they tell you that? That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm thinking that's like, that's, that's a conversation you should shut down. Agreed. I know it's not my turn, yeah. but somebody tried your Instagram suggestion. I assume it's the one where you slid into people's DMs from your standouts and they have a date this weekend. Um, Let's go. I'm yeah. so happy for her. Um, My guy never made a plan, so. <laughs> well, at, by the time this is airing, this date will probably have happened. So please slide into our DMs. I, yeah. w- I want to hear about this. Absolutely. Something we talk about a lot, Allie. Really. Why do men ghost? And why is it so hard to get over? I'm going to go ahead and reframe the question for this person as why do people ghost? Because I don't think it's gender specific. True. Um, But I think people ghost because it is the easiest socially acceptable option. Mm -hmm. It is incredibly unfortunate that it's socially acceptable. And that's why I suggest, as I know you do too, like calling it out and not accepting it because silence is tacit acceptance. Very much agreed. And it is not desperate to be upset when you're treated poorly. No. Get off my soapbox. But why is it so hard to get over? I think that oftentimes that can be because of that feeling of that mismatch of of interest mm-hmm. where they clearly didn't even care enough about you in your head. They didn't care enough about you to give you the say the have the decency to tell you they weren't into you anymore. Yeah. And you are still into them and wanting to continue things. And that sucks. Hundred percent. As always, perfectly said. It was also the uncertainty piece. Like, I think that's one of the things that, like, makes you keep thinking about it is that you're – part of you was like, well, maybe something happened. Like, 
yeah, you know no. that that's not what happened. Like, you know what happened, but your mind lets you think that there could be other explanations. 100%. Here's one. How soon is too soon to ask a guy out on a date after your last relationship ended? I don't think there is such thing as too soon. I think that people break up for obvious. This is a, such an obvious. People break up for different reasons. Allie. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that uh, old saying. Um, and so again, we actually didn't get into this with Logan on the podcast, but something she talks about in her book is how there are sort of like two types of typical like breaker uppers. Mm. One of which tends to like mourn the relationship as the relationship is reaching its inevitable conclusion of breakup. That's me. And therefore they're like immediately ready to get back out there whether – and then on the other hand, there's the party that like just got blindsided. So like they might need a little bit more time. And so I think it totally depends on like how your relationship played out. How did it end? How do you feel? If you feel ready, go for it. Yeah. There are relationships where I was completely not ready to date again for a good while afterwards and there are relationships where i was downloading bumble in the uber home from the breakup savage and they when i got broken up with too like not even the other way around yeah and they are not necessarily tied to length of relationship yes okay ali this is a little bit of an intense one oh it's a 10-month relationship he can't say i love you back is there any point in waiting longer oh i need more context agreed why can't he say I love you back? Like, not that I'm saying he, like, has to love this person. Of course. But clearly they've spoken about it. Mm-hmm. Clearly the the question asker has said it. Mm-hmm. What's that dialogue? Yes. What it What is holding him back? How is he feeling? Does he feel like he's just not there yet? Is there... Is there stuff coming up for him? Yeah. What's going on? I feel like I, I need more info before I can answer that. Yeah, I agree. I, I had a friend who her and her boyfriend were long distance and he felt like he couldn't say I love you while they were long distance because he mm. felt that their like relationship wasn't – they weren't having enough like experiences together in a relationship to create that. But then she felt like she couldn't move to be with him until he said I love you. Oh, that's so hard. What yeah. did they do? I mean, they're married. Oh. So they figured it out. Would, which one happened? They agreed on – she really didn't like where he lived and he didn't want to move to New York. So they mm. actually agreed on a third other city. Oh, what a compromise. Yeah. So you've covered some profile red flags. What are some green flags for you? For me, I love anything about like group party games. If you can show me some bags, show me some charades, um, show me some trivia, huge green flag. Because I already know I'm like going to have something to talk to you about. Yeah. And then um, I like – like a huge green flag also to me is specificity where I find it very difficult to like engage, like I'll obviously swipe right if I like the other stuff about the profile, but like it's so much easier to talk to somebody when they give you some like specific stuff about themselves. Yeah, I totally agree. I also like games. Um, karaoke is a big green flag for me. Ooh. I'm obsessed with karaoke. We were just talking about this tonight and I have found I don't know if I would say success because some of their relationships weren't good, but I have found really great rapport with men who also enjoy karaoke. I mm. feel like there's like a certain vibe there. Yeah. Um, and I also really like cooking references. Yes. It's really easy for me to pick up on 
And I also just, I also like specificity, but I also like somebody who has clearly put some thought into it. Yeah. You know, written, maybe it's something funny or something, you know, just somebody who clearly cared what they wrote yes. is a major green flag. Absolutely. Okay, Allie, we're going to end on this one. Oh, <laughs> I've decided. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Yeah. All right. I better be good, I guess. Um, advice for dating after the age of 35. No marriage, no kids, but I want both. Um, hourglass emoji. Uh, I'll let you know in eight months. <laughs> yes. Um, kidding. So I uh, kind of um, – this is one of the reasons I froze my eggs. That yep. hourglass emoji is the, the main reason yeah. I froze my eggs. Um, but I, as hard as this is, I try to push that out of my mind and not think about, oh, I am this age. Mm-hmm. Something that is really easy to do, and I am guilty of this, is the working backwards timeline mm. of the, okay, if I want – kids by this age that means that i need to by this age that i mean that you know yeah and then all the cascading yes and now all of a sudden we are several years earlier than where i'm at in present day (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and so it's a slippery slope and so that would be my biggest piece of advice is to as hard as it is try not to do that yeah it's just not good for your mental space absolutely and also like in many ways, relationships don't happen on a timeline. Mm-hmm. Every like courtship and everything like looks different. Like you just never know what your story is going to be. And so just keep putting yourself out there, living your standards and, you know, hopefully it'll all come together. Yeah. That story I told about my boss, mm-hmm. she was 37 when she did that. Boom. Inspirational boss in many ways, it sounds mm-hmm. like. Boss inspo. All right, Allie. Well, another fun grab bag. I like doing these regularly. I think that it helps us like talk to a lot of people at once, which is really nice. Yes. And um, our in-person episode comes to a close. I'll miss <laughs> you. Me too. So sad. Alrighty. I'll talk to you soon. Like nah. yeah, now. We're, 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 we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> that's we, we're gonna go to bed next to each other. Bye, guys. <laughs>